When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the daily best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the daily best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, the gang's all here. Kickoff hour is done. That's hosted by Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, and Helmsy. Eddie Van Adler settles in to his magic booth, and he's ready to uh, show the tubers, uh, get his robotic cameras ready to go. He's creating content. He's throwing it out as a sower throws the seed. Uh, It's out there. Find all those details at rickandbubba.com. Well, we got to fix Mama's mouth today. We'll meet somebody with a brand-new grill, another Mama, uh, has, uh, has finally looked after herself. Uh, thanks to uh, a great letter from her daughter. Uh, Dr. Dudney and the gang are here. We're ready for that. Also, later in the program, Marshall Tucker fans, uh, we talked to Doug Gray, still doing it. Uh, and uh, they're out on the road, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from them and talk to Doug and, and find out uh, you know, the history of the Marshall Tucker band and what's going on with them now. But first, we want to bring in the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. Most of you know him best as the Silver Tongue One. The man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters man of the year. The inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master out of Kang's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy. Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. Heard it in a love song. Yeah. Heard it in a love. Heard it in a love song. Yeah. Can't be wrong. I mean, if that song came out today, it'd be on country. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, you know, it's it one of those things. That, Rick, celebrating 50 years? 50 years of Marshall yeah. Tucker Band. I thought 30 was a long time. 30 didn't yeah. live. What about 50? <laughs> well, I will, a long time. I will huh? say that. I, I played, shows <laughs> 50 years. I played that song, and that song was a, was a good big hit, and it's well known, and it, and it serves its purpose. It would have taken too long to build up to what I think they may have written, in my opinion, and I know that really goes a long way with a lot of people, but yeah, one of the greatest Southern rock songs ever written, and that's Can't You See. Well, yeah, Can't You See. Oh, I yeah. mean, you, you're, you're not going to get much better than Can't You See. It's been covered by I many mean, other bands. Uh, oh, yeah. my goodness. If, if we were still doing this show 50 years in, the year would be 2044. Well, I'm, I'm about- I would be 80 years old. Oh well, I want to. I want to tell you this. I know I feel and act right, right. at times now. Yeah, but, well, uh, welcome back. I will tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, listen, that used to be a funny bit. It's not anymore. No, no. we're Country acting like that age. a whole lot. Yeah. I'm lost in a porking dick. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this, Bubba. Somebody, What's that is stand for? You know, you can go get subterranean, but it goes straight up. <laughs> <laughs> you can go get uh, our old segments everywhere, including there's YouTube channels that play oh, them and. No. 
Oh, this was somebody sent me the very bit that you're that we're talking about right now. It was on our tenth anniversary. Hmm. Now keep in mind we're twenty eight and a half now. Yeah. It was on our tenth anniversary. It's on the CD. How about that? We're sitting there holding the Roman numeral ten. Okay. And you and I get into a conversation about how we'll never see. I mean, it, 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 and, and we literally are saying that we guess the show might make it ten more, maybe. <laughs> right. And right. and Speedy is screaming in the background, guys, let's don't talk like this. Yeah. And you know, and right. we, and you know how old we're thirty nine at the time, and we're talking mm. about you turning forty in March. Mm. And how the I and, the and we were talking about the state we were in now. I just didn't see. Yeah. And I declared ten will never get past twenty. Never. We'll never go, but never go past twenty years. And here we are at twenty eight and a half. When you go back and listen to that bit now, the things we're saying wow. is it's a, we're a little prophetic Woo. on some of it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's a, sadly so. Right. I'd like to be more prophetic on, uh, yep. you know, how long we would get to go and yep. how we would get to leave and yeah. you know. Uh, get to just give out gifts everywhere oh, yeah. when we go, right. and it just be number one. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh, it, we we were talking about changing our bumper sticker logos and all this kind of stuff. No, we were talking about us just turning fifty. Okay, right or forty. Yeah. So. Well, we were turning forty. We were saying in ten years oh, we'll yeah. be fifty. Okay. And no. so we we started doing things like you know honk if you know your name as, right. as opposed to you know if you're listening. To Rick, we may oh, need to yeah, listen yeah, to that bit. Yeah, yeah. maybe a flashback. Right. right. Yeah. Have you seen my grandkids? <laughs> you know, that, this kind of stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. And we're doing the show now from Spring Hill in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff right there. So uh, yeah, somebody yeah. sent that to me. When you listen to it, it's weird listening now. Yeah, uh, Twenty eight and a half years. Good night. Here we are. Uh, so I told you we've got things that we're going to do today, uh, including. Talking to Doug Gray, who is who is still standing there on lead Vox Boy, with the Marshall Tucker Band. That's Doug, amazing. Still amazing. melting it out. I yeah. Guess. Do you remember Greg when you and I went to the Volunteer Jam and they did? Can't you see? Yeah. And and they kind of brought out everybody. Sure. And that was the first time Leonard Skinner had played without Ronnie Van Zandt. It was. And uh, so the the debut of Johnny Van Zandt on lead vocals. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. I remember Great White was there. Yes, they uh, were. And remember, for some reason, the guitar player had a get. He had a he had a chord that was too short, and he had to stand by his. His amp and his speakers, which was weird, yeah, and they kept stretching. they kept trying to bring him out a longer chord. But <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't know why I remember that, but I, I know do. You forgot <laughs> the late great Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan, first yeah. time I'd ever seen Stevie Ray Vaughan Ooh. in concert, and our guitar player, the late Chuck Mason, was with me, and he kept telling me I should care about Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I didn't. And then after he performed, I was like, that. "Suddenly you cared." Now, yeah. now I'm embarrassed for everybody who's coming up next. You yeah, realize I mean, you yeah. realize what you were seeing. Then. Oh, buddy. <laughs> wow, unbelievable. So uh, we'll uh, we'll come back and we'll jump right into it. We've got Brenda Cowan here today, and uh, she is our latest winner in Fix Mama's Mouth. And we are going to see the incredible work that Dr. Dudney and all these uh, extremely talented people uh, who put these veneers. It's it, it, they're artists, is what they are. Yep. And uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Uh, all right, as uh, we work our way back, uh, we have Bubba, uh, uh, one of the uh, traditions here on the Rick and Bubba show that is always so much fun to be part of. Uh, welcome back to the phones, uh, I mean, to the phones, to the show, and then we will get him screening phone calls before he leaves, is Dr. Dudney. Dudney, welcome back, buddy. How you doing? Great, Rick. It's great to be here. Do you, mind, all, you mind screening calls before you leave? No, I don't mind at all. All right, so if you if you do that for us, I appreciate it. Christy's sure here. Christy. From Team Dudney. Hey, Christy. Let me tell you, Christy, she comes in here fired up. She's already noticed the will of meat. She loves the will of meat. <laughs> That's it. Christy, good to see you again. Woo, 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 woo. 
<laughs> she's been on vacation, so she's fired up. Yes, she yeah. has. So, so let's leave the drinking back at vacation. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, also uh, we have Katie Huey. Katie, welcome uh, back to the show. How are you? Good. Yeah. Oh, first time. Back yeah. To the show. Well, your 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 letter was read on the show, so you're you're a That's star. True. This is the first time it's you've my been live. Time. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's really, so we all remember when we read your letter, and uh, and and your mom was named the winner. Uh, fix Mama's Yay! mouth, and and here she is, uh, she, uh, the lady of the hour, Brenda Cowan. How you doing? Oh, good. How are y'all? Look at that smile. Yeah. Well, I love it. Shining like a new dime. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Brenda, just just talk about what this is like and what it, what it's meant to you. Well, like I said, it took me a while to get used to. I mean, it was a shock. Yeah. I mean, I've never had white teeth, and now people probably think I'm nuts because I can't pass the mirror without smiling at myself. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but I'm loving it. I mean, just taking my phone is so full of selfies now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can ask my daughter. I was a ghost when a camera came out. Mm-mm. I was gone. She's gone. Right. Yeah. 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 So now my phone is just full of selfies. I yeah. just can't quit taking pictures of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the difference we're looking oh, at yeah. here on the board. Oh, yeah. we got the I, I big met Brenda up. when she first was having, like, maybe your first appointment uh, mm-hmm. down at Dr. Dunny's yeah, office. Yeah, it was right after they did the um, temporaries. And uh, I, I could tell that this was going to be a, a, a big transition for her, and she was enjoying It's a little scary to begin with, but it all turns out good, doesn't it? Oh, it was. It did. So, Dudney, uh, yeah. the, the, just beautiful work. I mean, it, 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 it looks great, uh, incredible. And and so for those that may be hearing about this for the first time, let's talk about veneers. What what are they? How, how, yeah. uh, you know, what, what it does. You know, I know, Bubba, you've talked about it for years, and, and everybody that we know that has them. I mean, they this this is actually your teeth, and they become your teeth. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such so, a, a, a move forward from the old days of dentures and things like right. that. Right. And when it's, when it's possible, obviously a veneer is a choice because yeah. it's, it's non-invasive. It's a minimal preparation it's a non-invasive procedure where you don't have to drill healthy tooth structure away it's a very thin shell of porcelain that's just bonded to the front surface of the tooth and in a case like brenda who had tetracycline stain had really yeah. dark teeth yeah. you know through no fault of her own and so they're they have a lifetime of really dark teeth and it's a, and an unattractive smile so you're able to do something conservatively that changes the appearance of the tooth by bonding these on and you know i, I i'd be remiss if i didn't give a shout out to my lab core dental designs in roseville california that they do a phenomenal job of literally designing a, a small little piece of porcelain to go on the tooth that, that I, I couldn't do what I do without, you know, the, the collaboration that we have with our labs. So I want to give some credit to them as well. But Brent is a great patient, and uh, we just love doing this. It, it can change people's lives. It can, like she said, I, I was a ghost when the camera came out. I mm-hmm. never want to have my picture made. I don't want to smile. There are a lot of people that go through life. And and they're sad because people think they're not a happy person. And in reality, they're a very happy person. They just don't like smiling. So if people don't smile, people are going to assume, well, you're just not happy. And so the ability to give to for us to have the ability to give someone the joy of smiling is just a very rewarding thing. Something that I've I've enjoyed doing. And interestingly, we're about on a forty year anniversary 
right now of porcelain veneers. They were first wow. introduced in 1982. The first porcelain veneers were done. Uh, and the reason was they had to develop a procedure for bonding something that was non-retentive to tooth. Up until then, we always did crowns. And a crown's retentive because you drill all the way around the tooth and you just cement it on. But a veneer wouldn't stay on. It had to be bonded on. So about 40 years ago. So we've been doing them for a while now. Well, but another mark for the 80s. Another yeah, mark for the 80s. I know. The greatest decade mankind's ever I know. Ever Bubba seen likes another. the 80s. <laughs> well, and, and you talk about bonding. I mean, it does it on the molecular level. It you're does. Not, you're not it just is. gluing. It you're actually becomes right. the same it's a chemi- material. It's a yeah. chemical bond on the molecular yeah. level. And it's you have retention that's created by cre- creating a, a rough surface. So you have micromechanical retention and chemical uh, bonding on a molecular level, just like you said. Do, do you remember how long I've had mine? Did we say 20 years? About almost 20 years. Yeah. I think you're like 19 right and, now. And I, I've you never had any problem whatsoever. They, they have you up on the board right now. Yeah. Look at you. Look how, yeah. look how young you look right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, about 40 pounds ago. Well, well I, I noticed, too, and you see this. <laughs> That's in, how I measure time. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And, Brenda, I don't know that, that this was your experience, but having relatives and, and friends who, who had the same situation. Because, right. you know, we got a whole generation of us that we were, right. get, we were given the stuff as kids. Right. And we didn't know. We're literally, even though I would have family members and friends that were, were enjoying themselves so much that they couldn't keep from smiling, right. and they would literally take their hand right. and put it over their mouth yeah. when they were laughing or something because yeah. they were so self-conscious yeah. About, yeah. about anybody seeing their teeth. It, 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 I mean, and now it's like you've been set free. I know, right? I, I, I agree. I mean, like I said, I'm still having a problem with the camera pointed at me. I still want to do the... Smile, but I'm getting better at it. Did you have to learn how to smile? I did. I was not a good uh, smiler at all. Yeah. I mean, because I think you're taking to it real well. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You you can smile resting down. uh, It's funny because when you take the before pictures, it's hard to get them to smile. You take the after pictures and they're just beaming. Because I work customer service at my job with the public every day. And now, you know, I I never really thought about my teeth, you know, because it's been like that all my life. But now I know I look good. I look better. I yeah. look a lot better. Katie, what do you think about it? So I get, I'm tickled for her because, yeah. you know, all my life, I'm like, Mom, you know me, selfie queen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, take a picture with me. And she's yeah. like, no, not right now. And now I have a son and her first grandbaby. She's always <laughs> like, okay, I'll take a picture now. Yeah. So it's just really nice to see her. Well, you're seeing, yeah, yeah, that was, it must feel yeah. great because you know the personality that, yeah. that she has. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, now she can just freely show it. Yeah. Just no. it, does it feel like to to an extent her full her, her full personality just kind of came yeah. alive? Yeah, yeah. She just seems more you know like herself now, and it's not just around me. Here, you know, she can share it with everybody. And, and we all love our mom, and we mm-hmm. know we owe our mom so much. Oh, but when you're man. able to do something back for yeah. them, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of these pro athletes when they buy them houses and stuff, <laughs> they talk about what an emotional yeah. moment that is. Of course, that's a whole different league to what we're you know involved in. <laughs> sure, but. To be able to do this yeah. and through Dr. Dudney and him, it has to give you a great feeling. Uh, yeah, and I didn't really have to do anything. Y'all really uh, helped me with that. You, wrote, back a, me, you me. wrote a great letter. You sure did. <laughs> don't, don't sell yourself short there. You tell the wide world you love your mama. Yeah. And it touched Dudney in the game. Yeah. It did indeed. Yeah. It did. And these letters are incredible. It's why I'll, I'll, as long as you want to do it, I'll keep doing it because just reading the letters is, is just, yeah. it just is worth it. I mean, And it's funny because I was like, oh, Maybe we didn't get in. Like, I was waiting for an email or something. I was like, well, better luck next time. Next year, is there's always next year. And then I went on y'all's website, nosy, see who see who got to be the, the um, 
contestants that were chosen and then there she was number three and I jumped up and I called her and I yeah, was she so didn't excited. tell me. She I did not tell. I did not know. No. Uh, you know uh, I was like, picture with a trick. Yeah, because she I was, was like, like smile, yeah, mama. That's, that's, funny. that's true. I caught my baby out, and I was like, there she, it is. She tricked her into the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> She didn't know what she was submitting that picture for. How many of these have we done now, Dr. Dudney? We, uh, we think yours was first, so about 18, I think. Man, that's awesome. You've changed a lot of lives out there. I'm telling you. Uh, Including just, mine. Brenda, just that, it's just so good to see you and, and see Katie. So glad you are our guest yeah. today. So there she is. You've seen the before and after, the latest winner. And Fix Mama's Mouth. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, and uh, as we move forward, looking forward to seeing the men of Crestview, Florida, Saturday night. Fire up. Man Church uh, will be there. Uh, they're doing steaks at 5. They need to know if you want one of those. Uh, but if you're coming to the service, that starts at 6 as they continue to roll through the men's discipleship strategy from themanchurch.com. Find a man church near you by going to themanchurch.com and look at events. Welcome back. Bill Bubba Bus. Rick, glad to be here. Honored and privileged, and thank all of you for joining us on the little party we call Rick and Bubba. Bubba, we prepare people for that empty feeling of shows that don't feature Bubba. Tomorrow, Bubba, you will not be here, but it is for a good reason. Uh, I, too, had to miss a show back in, was it May? Uh, when Big Love graduated from college, uh, as we've said many times, uh, these colleges, uh, when they start doing their ceremonies and are sending your kids uh, after you have uh, been devoted to them for four to five years based on uh, the, the, the length of time your kid was there, for some of you, on, based on the degrees they need even more, uh, they do not work around work. They, they tell you we're doing our things when we do it. And if you want to be part of it, you got to be there. Well, that's uh, it, it's a big weekend. We have several biggie. several events planned. It's a celebration, and, uh, Bubba. My daughter Caitlin is going to be graduating Auburn University uh, after four and a half years. Congratulations! And very excited for her. Uh, like she's that. she's worked very hard at it. We're very proud of her for. Uh, her accomplishment, and it's not easy for the, no. all of us who've worked through it. Sorry, and uh, would have got done in four, but she changed her minor and added political science. Which uh, you know was kind of strange uh, because <laughs> she really didn't have a lot of interest in that until uh, about the last five or six years, and she got very interested in it. And uh, she's actually going to be going into that uh, that world. She's moving to Washington D.C. and going to be working in the political process there for wow. one of our. Uh, uh, well, I'll just tell you, it's the Republican National Committee. She's going to be working there, helping Uh-oh. them to put in some good candidates in the midterms, and we're looking forward to hopefully that making a big change for a lot of people. Well, I remember when we did the podcast with her, and it was obvious that this was a passion uh, that she had, and uh, so that that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, we're very excited for her, and it, uh, this weekend's going to be fun. And In honor, I'm wearing one of uh, Caitlin's ribbons that she used to make, when she was about four and five years old and, and sold everybody. So, oh. Caitlin, that's for you this weekend. I'm going to keep that on. How about and that? And I've always keep it in my desk drawer to remind me. And uh, we're just real proud of you. And uh, we got, gosh, Rick, we got folks coming in from different states and some of her that? friends. And uh, they're coming back to visit. That was this uh, past summer. 
She was an intern uh, for Representative Barry Moore out of the Dothan Enterprise area in D.C., and she loved it and wanted to go back up there. I know for a lot of us, when you say Washington, D.C., it just, you you know, you think, my gosh, who wants to get in that mess? Yes. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm that thankful they, people do. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. glad that there's people that are energetic and uh, excited about the process and want to go and make a positive change and uh, – you know, a lot of times when your kids go to college, you worry about them getting too liberal. Mm-hmm. We've not had that problem with Caitlin. No, she she has uh, she <laughs> yeah. has held her conservative views and uh, stronger and uh, a deeper belief in them than ever. And we're proud of that spirit, and we're looking forward to her going to Washington and hopefully make a difference for us hardworking Americans there out here Amen. paying taxes. Come on. Amen. Well, that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. I, I'm glad for the the Caitlins of the world that feel called to it and will do it, and because uh, it is important, and uh, and and I, and I'm, I'm thankful they're doing it, and, and we don't have. Yeah, to. yeah, we yeah. can stay here and do what we need to do. Right, yeah. And I'm all, I'm always, and I know you guys are too. You're always inundated with emails. What are the kids doing? Because, oh yeah. You know, we've talked about them so much over the years, and then when they get in college, you're not as much, and then out on the job yeah. thing. And Hunter is also working. He works for a, a national electronics retail. Uh, outlet, then I won't, you know, won't go into a lot of names here. But you know, it's a lot of times where you go to get your best buys, and uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he uh, he got a, a little step up at work this week, all so right. we're glad of that. I I never, you know, it, it's funny because I don't know all the inner workings, and maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. I don't know, but Uh-oh. you know, different color shirts mean different things. They really, uh-huh. you know, you got a I didn't know you, that. you got a rookie color, oh, and then okay. then when you 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 get up to a certain point and you've achieved certain goals right. uh and training and and production you you get to change shirts oh, so he got, well, a, well, he got a shirt upgrade this oh, oh boy proud of you buddy yeah that color shirt means business that's, that's right, right. That's that's right. right. I, I know my electronics i know my Put connectors the rookie shirt up <laughs> <laughs> I know. it's like that you know in nascar they have the rookie bumper oh, yeah. you know in the car oh i forgot about <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah the yellow bumper <laughs> yeah you get yeah. to take your yellow bumper off so so what's kids are doing good yeah what's the big extravaganza for the weekend do you have are you just like me you somebody tells you where to go yeah or? rick I've, i honestly i've tried to keep up with this and you know a lot of family events it seems to be ever-changing we too. we become the bus driver we oh, have to yes. tell everybody where to be oh. and what time or as we joke in our family i'm the colonel you yeah, know correct. so i have to tell everybody where to go correct this event i have not been the colonel oh because it's mm. changed Uh-oh. so much so I'm just kind of taking orders where I'm supposed to go. Uh-huh. And I, I know tomorrow we have a luncheon in Auburn with several families that are coming in. Some of them are staying with us. Some of them are not. Um, that a lot of the girls run around together and they Understood. were in sororities together and, and different things. And uh, we're, we're going to a place in Auburn. But by the way, I've been trying to get into for four years and never have been able to get into One it. of those. Yeah, One I guess so. World. I guess oh, yeah. so. You ever heard it, Fox and the Hound? You ever heard? Of I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have heard that name. I, I, I said for the longest, I thought it was named after me and Betty. She's the fox, and I'm the hound. <laughs> <that's from> her. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fox and the Hound. But yeah. I, I, I've, I've always, you know, I've always heard great things. So we'll we'll get to sample that tomorrow. So oh, that's good. When then we have a commencement tomorrow, which is the speaker. I've never heard it done this and, way. And oh, then wow. we come back the next day, and we actually walk. That, I'm, that's and, something over the years they've changed because I guess it's gotten there's so that yeah. yeah that university's grown so much and they're doing it inside thank goodness oh uh, yeah it'll be inside you the, don't want the any part outside arena there the Neville no, arena no, so that will be uh, you know I'm I'm sure they're having to do several of those but we're 
you know, we've got some things around campus we're going to be going to and visiting during all. Like I said, I have no idea. Oh, she's going to take just, pictures in I'm front just of all told, the I'm just told that I have to be somewhere tonight and that I will be released sometime late Sunday night, and then I can come back and be ready to go yeah. to work Monday. So that that's all I know. Well, if you think about it, and look, your 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 daughter is, is, is of course, very smart and, and is on top of things and is a go-getter, but there's just a feeling when you're a dad and a husband on these kinds of things when really all your information is coming from a newly graduated college student right. to right. your wife and then to you. Right. And and that, that isn't always – the best place to be, you know, well, but you, by you, the way, our, our quirkiness is that we want to know, yeah. we want to clearly understand what we're doing. Right. Well, see, and, at and, some and, point and, though, you just give up. You have to. And, and you go, yeah. yeah. Okay. I will be available after 12 I'm, o'clock today. I'm here. And yeah. you tell me where to go. Right. Tell me what to do. And you know, we're shipping a lot of things to DC. Right. And we dropped a lot of all, a lot of that off yesterday. Uh, much to the dismay of the poor guy running the shipping place who looked at me like, say, what? I know. You know, yeah. and uh, oh, wow. so, no, they do a great well, job. Well, it's one thing it's, to move somebody. You re- know, back, we unloaded back. two cars full of bags and just dumped them and said, we need these to be in D.C. next week. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Well, like I say, moving your kid to somewhere, either the very city they grew up in for a job or somewhere near, mm-hmm. but moving one when they graduate to D.C., yeah. mm-hmm. that's, that's a much bigger endeavor yeah and she you know even though i guess she probably has finished her finals i assume well let's let's hope so um but uh she she walks this week she's already actually working for the rnc remotely so how about that she'll have to report to work next week so she's she's jumping right out of the fire into the frying there you go i remember either out of the frying pan into the fire right i remember telling big love that it was going to be impossible for us to attend the time he actually graduates if he can't figure out when that is yeah 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 (laughs) well i think that's thing i think we're just going to be on call and wandering around auburn and if it's our time to go we get you know the different the different schools graduated different times son if you can't figure out when your your bunch actually walks it's impossible to be there yeah it really is (laughs) it's just lucky if i change this invitation one more time you know it so anyway proud of you proud of both kids you're doing a great job caitlin congratulations congratulations on your graduation there you go Congratulations. Well done. Get your ribbons up. It ain't ain't easy. That's a lot of work. No. Don't give degrees away. Looking forward to how she'll be used going forward. We'll be back. Working for the RNC and heading off to D.C., Caitlin Bussey. So that'll – Bubba will be out tomorrow. He'll be back, Lord willing, on Monday, and I'm sure toting some stories. So – Can I tell you what's funny about that, too, when you go to D.C.? you know the intern she was involved in, sure. and, and we went up and got to, to see a lot of the happenings there in the Capitol, which is so strange when you see it on TV and then you're there yeah. in person yeah, seeing yeah. it. Yeah, it is. But uh, Caitlin's roommate is a friend of hers. She met uh, while she was interning, and she uh, she's from Troy, went to Ole Miss. Okay. And, uh, you know, but it's just so it's okay, common. Speedy. You don't have to respond to that. <laughs> no, I said okay. I know. It, it, I, I heard the time. It, it's so common. You know, when, she doesn't influence her it, in any it, kind of way. They all, you know, they all work <laughs> in, in these in these places. And and uh, and her roommate, right. uh, and I won't give her name at this point. But I was just kidding, by the way. Um, she, she's working for Ted Cruz. Oh, I mean, really? you, oh, that's you know, you just hey, who? Well, I'm with Ted Cruz. No, hey, no. I'm with you know what? Sure. In their yeah. circle, they run, that's and you, oh, yeah. you think 
you know, somebody works for them. You oh, know? Yeah. I mean, you know they have I'm big sure. staff, oh, but you don't yeah. think about you knowing somebody right. that works right. for them. And, you know, so and, I thought that was really And as a dad, too. everybody's thankful. Proud of you too, Daisy. Everybody's uh, – well, you just said her name. Well, I know it. But uh, and, and, you know, if your dad – sweetie. If your dad's sending your daughters off to Washington, D.C., you're glad Clinton's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the right. – uh, You might have looked at it different. <laughs> <laughs> Still to come on the program, 50 years of the Marshall Tucker Band. Doug Gray, lead vocalist, will be with us. And we'll chat with him. That's late in the show. Ken Harrison's brand new book, uh, and if you haven't seen it, uh, I would highly suggest it, A Daring Faith in a Cowardly World. Uh, He's the chairman and CEO of Promise Keepers and uh, has a fascinating story, which we've talked about before, but he has a new book out, uh, and we'll talk to him about that uh, for this weekend's podcast. Bubba, you have an update on your search for a replacement restaurant for the one that's leaving. Yeah, I have a lot of topics I need to update people on today. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to try to get several of those. But I got got several emails about this. One, and it's titled, Rick, Margarita Grill 2. Right. Comes from Austin Scott. Said, I was told the same as you, Bubba. You're not hearing things. Okay, good. But Dad and I talked to RJ yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and RJ. And he's one of the brothers. One of the from, brothers. For Margarita Grill. Was trying to. He said, he said they do have plans to be over there. There's a holdup with some of the plot of uh, land mm. and building in Tattersall Park, still hoping to be open on right. 280 soon. Yeah. Soon? It sounds like they haven't started yet. Well, then it ain't going to be soon then well, if they hadn't broke dirt. I, I think the idea is we're trying to get there. So what? where the downfall was, somehow we were led to believe it was already there. I was. I would could practically smell cheese yesterday. Right. I, yeah. Do you think possibly you misread it and it said Mar- Margarita Grill is awesome too, and one is going in on 280 soon well i i saw that email and mm-hmm. no i don't i think it had had margarita grill on the number two behind it but I, i'll find oh, okay. the email it's just gonna take me time to but find it, it. but it looks like what happened <clears> was lost in I'm, all just, this other stuff. I'm just thankful we that we didn't dream of tatter or whatever yeah uh yeah. and that was awful close to the word john teeter right so that worried me uh but the the tatter yeah. was not i thought it was teeter saw because really all yeah. we're missing now bubba is information came that was correct our timeline was just off right that is correct. On, on when it's when it was going to be available right so so, so it's not completely a miss right you know just we got Caught up in thinking it already happened. Yeah, and they look, they're great brothers and they do a great job, and I hope they, they get over here. We need them. Where did you end up eating? Uh, walk ons. Man. It was good. I, I love walk ons. Mm-hmm. What'd you eat? I uh, had the uh, uh, buffalo wrap. That's really. good. That's really good. Yeah, it is. Well, good. Well, well, good. Greg up. And okay. I, I got part of it left for lunch today. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that. What? Mm-hmm. That's good. Good stuff. Where, where are you going to eat it for lunch? Probably at home. Really? Get you any beignets? So I get ready to, you know, get my assignments on where I got to be. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to put it in the air fryer? <clears throat> no, I'm just going to warm do it Do you up. have an air fryer? Uh, Betty does, yeah. We do. Well, that means you do. That yeah, means you, know. you do, too. Well, I don't know she anything about it. it. I, I no. don't know anything about it. I don't do a lot of cooking. I eat. I work on the other end. Well, that's right. nothing wrong. Well, we all true. have our talents. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to go where your talents are, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't know where I don't get to sing solos either, but I like to do what I like to do. Yeah. I, I don't know where. Not much call for rub it in in church, sir. <laughs> wow, no. that was a great performance. Though. It really, really was. It Especially really laying was. down like that, yeah, it's hard if, to breathe. If you're going to sing laying on a table, you need to practice laying on the table while you're singing. 
Did yeah. you like that one better or the time we did the one you sang the Partridge Family song? Remember that? Uh, I woke up in love yes. this morning. Or Betty Lou. Mm-hmm. Betty Lou. There three songs. There were three times. Yeah. I like my bass line in Betty Lou much better. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so, so Bubba had three solos out of um, – so our first Fat Fest was 1999, and we ended in 2003. Mm-hmm. So you, you three of the Fat Fest – Was that three? Was that all I did? You did. You did the we Betty Lou's. Betty Lou's right. getting out tonight. Rub right. it in. No one will forget that. Rub it in was the original. And then, I woke up in love. And then the morning. Partridge Family. I woke up in love. Was there one more? You know, I, I can't remember. I, I he might have had a, maybe a line or something. I, I don't That's know. Only three solos was. I remember. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then we did some of the comedy songs. You know? Chihuahua song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Now let's not forget. Remember that. he did that high stepping kick. Let me tell you. There's an There's a picture of it. I don't know if it's up at the new place. There's a picture of him. Right in the middle of of being attacked by the Chihuahua. Yeah. You think you can do that kick today? Mm. I say go for it. Be careful how I land. knees might. Ain't no way, mm. Bubby. Let me tell you right now. Any 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 quick move. I'm talking about like is instinctive. Like you're mm-hmm. you're pouncing. Yeah. Your move. Be very careful of any of that. Well, the last time I, you know. Well, I'm taking you back to pickleball. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Last time I tried pickleball, Hams had to load me in the Jeep. I thought I was going to have to call an ambulance on the way home. That happened quick, too. Rick, I've never, yeah. I mean, of all injuries, that was one of the most painful. Well, yeah. I, and I, and I, I'm I, standing there thinking I'm bleeding internally, and people are like, hey, you want back in the game? No, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Thank you. Let me tell you, a, a growing going bad <laughs> is awful. Man, mm. Terrible. Tough right there. So let me ask you all this, because we love doing this stuff on the show. Would you rather have a pulled growing, mm-hmm. quad, or hamstring? Growing's out. That's the worst. Yeah, I've one had to all me. three. So to me, um, the pulled growing was worse. Yeah, you can't pivot and lift your leg. Yeah, especially bad. if it's a good one. Yeah. See, it was that my pops. right leg, so I couldn't drive. I had to drive left footed oh, yeah. home. Mm-hmm. See, that was that was, a and that's one. that's hard to do on on highway two. Remember, when we ran to forty. I blew my quad and you my did? hamstring out. It went pop pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was worse? Uh, the, in uh, recovery, the hamstring or the quad? Uh, the hamstring. Yeah, that's a long way back. Then I'm gonna go quad because I've never pulled any of them. It was up by my, uh, my the butt bone. You don't. Too. Want, you, you don't. don't Growing's horrible. The growing's quad. The I'll go with quad. I still got a hole. There's in my a little quad bit of downplay right of the quad here. I had a bad quad deal one time. It's one of those things where I, you know, thought I was still sharp, and somebody asked me to play on a, a softball team for some tournament. And 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 I, I thought, well, I play little ball, yeah, you know, but I had not worked out or done anything sure. in years, <clears throat> and I hit I hit one that I thought I could beat out to first, uh oh, and I did a quick move from home plate trying to pick up speed real quick, mm. and 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 the old quad went south. Have you ever had something hurt so bad it gives you chills? Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, yeah, Rick, yeah. yeah. start yeah. tasting metal uh, and all right. that. You know the so thing it's, with the, it's not great, but I guess of the three, probably prefer okay. the growing pull to me was worse because of all the exam time you know yeah. getting it checked and that's that's not an easy exam do you, do you remember I, I you told... remember i went to get the uh sonogram mm-hmm. and got completely undressed and got a <laughs> gown on and the, the lady come in and said you don't have to take your pants off for this. i remember that and i thought well the gown was laying here because she does a lot of pregnancy <laughs> things too right, you know yeah. so i guess it was for that but yeah and that was a little uncomfortable <laughs> moment <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. Well, I'm, my pants are off, so. <laughs> Sorry. Do you remember when I and that, messed And that contact grease is cold. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Do you remember that I tore my quad up years yes. ago playing turbo yes. nerf football yes. At, yes. The, at the first studio we ever had mm. out there by, by the AM Towers? Yeah. I bet that was good for me. <laughs> uh, so, and, and it's up, you know, we get all that blue down your leg. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Don't forget, archive from yesterday's Bible study now available to you. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. 
our podcast uh, audio only archive. Grab that. Uh, we did Genesis 29 yesterday. Uh, the old deceiver gets deceived. Uh, Jacob gets a taste of his own medicine, uh, and uh, you can uh, you can uh, find that uh, at those two places. All right, so Adler, we got we we need Adler. Uh, Adler, we we know that you had the big announcement coming up. We're so excited uh, that you and your wife Erin are expecting your your second child and your first son. Uh, and uh, I understand this is causing you to. Uh, to start uh, maybe organizing and getting prepared for baby number two, um, and you you are He's we about becoming to pl- a real dad, Rick? Yeah, are we about to play a some sort of <laughs> is this a commercial or something that you put together? Well, guys, it's the end of an era. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. I'm uh, I'm and I'm intended to do this for a, a little while now, but it's you know when pre- pressure mount you know pressure's mounting here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be selling my motorcycle. Watch here oh. it is. Which um, you know he's a biker, right? I um, you know I, I took that famous trip to DC on it. Did sure the Dragon's did. Tale? Dragon's yeah, you did. Tale. Uh, I used to ride it a good bit, um, but it's 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 just hard. It's hard to find the time, and there's the risk level, frankly speaking. Yeah, you know, oh, I don't yeah. Want that. people dependent. You don't on want you. to lay it down. And this motorcycle is awesome, so it's real loud. And when you have to be at work at, at you know the time that we have to be at work. The neighborhood doesn't really that doesn't really work real good in the neighborhood. I would wake up the whole house. You know, I would wake up the whole neighborhood. Frankly, speaking. well, yeah, because it's awesome, right? So, but it is a BA. hoss. It's a hoss. Yeah, and you're ready to sell it, I, and I, and I need to sell it. And so, if anybody's interested in buying the motorcycle, right. you can email me adler at rickandbubba.com. I'm going to ask $4,500 for it. Or just, oh, just call in now. It's Rick and Bubba Swap Shop. That's right. That's Bring right. it in. Just like uh, it sits. But I've swap actually, shop. I've actually made a. I have a. I have a commercial. Oh really? I've made for it. it. Yeah, yeah I'm, okay. that I thought would be a good selling point this. and to to help sell this thing. Um, I do cuss in it. Just if there's well, any, do you really? Well, it's a trying to be edgy. Look, it's a Harley. I'm trying to appeal. That's the demographic, guys. Yeah. We're we're awesome. Okay. Okay. I got oh wait, you. no, 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 no. That's right. the wrong word. I We're cool. I knew you were going to say that. So, if you guys want to see it, here it is. Here's uh, this is the advertisement for me selling my motorcycle. End of an era. <laughs> Do you hate your life? Yeah. Are you bored as p? Are you <laughs> sick of the daily grind of existence that comes from living in a comfortable society? Well, it sounds like you need a motorcycle. <laughs> this 2006 Harley Davidson Sportster Custom is the motorcycle for you. This is a super clean and rare XL 1200C. The C stands for custom, and the 1200 stands for holy <laughs> That's a lot of power. After the year 2006, Harley-Davidson switched over to fuel-injected motors, but this baby, it's carbureted. That means you can work on this motorcycle with your tools, with your own hands, while drinking your own beer and ignoring your own family. <laughs> you don't want some uppity mechanic plugging his fancy computer machine into your motorcycle telling you your emissions are too high while probably giving your motorcycle some kind of woke virus. There's no computers on this baby, just plain old American badass. <laughs> Plus, no computers means this baby will survive an electromagnetic pulse, making it the perfect vehicle for the upcoming nuclear apocalypse. And no GPS on this thing makes it way easier for you to escape from the government or your family. But wait, there's more. The integrated saddlebag mounts are perfect for storage during your midnight runs for water, fuel, or food. 
So let's make it happen. Email me, Adler, at rickandbubba.com. <laughs> and if your co-workers claim this motorcycle is a chick bike, ask them if they even know how to ride a motorcycle. And if they did, where they would find a motorcycle with a big enough seat to fit their fat ass. <laughs> Harley Davidson Sports 1200 Custom. Get some. <laughs> motorcycle may not survive a nuclear attack or improve your life. Individual results may vary. So buy my motorcycle and get some. <laughs> <laughs> that may be your best work oh, yet. Oh, that was good. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, Adler, that was so much more than I was yeah. anticipating. Oh, That's okay. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll hold my chick back. Uh, statements. You answered the question. Okay, <laughs> I uh, I forgot to mention I do have a windshield for it too. Is that so, d- is that the original you, one you, you have? Throw is that that in? One? That's that's the one I've always had. Really? Yeah. That's the yeah, one you've I'll, always made fun of. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, it looked different. I, you went ahead and addressed anything Greg might have brought up. That was right, good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's good. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, it comes we, with the, comes with a windshield. Okay, uh, it's in great shape. Never been laid down. Uh, it is custom, like I said. Been so, on the uh, dragon's you, tail. It's been on the dragon's you tail. You made that very clear. Uh, I think it's got what is it? Around thirty k, uh, thirty thousand miles on it. So uh, <laughs> is that maybe, a lot maybe for tw- motor? What, maybe twenty eight. What's a motorcycle? What is a lot of miles? It just depends. And this thing, I mean, if you keep oil in it, it'll run forever. It'll just it'll run forever. It's a V twin. Like I said, carbureted, so you can work on it with your own tools. No laptop, baby. No computer geek near this thing. (laughs) And it's tickle the dragon's tail. And it has. I don't know if people say it like that, but it has. Well, we do. (laughs) We do, don't we, Bubsy? That's right. Now, that's actually playing with a nuclear core, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. It's close. It's a lot like yeah. yeah, tickling. Yeah, yeah, when they had, like, the nuclear stuff, yeah. and they're like, what does this do? And they're just, like, playing with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 when you let the screwdriver drop, you almost blow up all of the uh, test facility. Yeah. How's, you, how's gas mileage on motorcycles? Uh, and now Speedy's weighing you. It's like... <laughs> 35 something like that 40 Oh that's good. Yeah. Are, are they do, are they going to do battery motorcycles like cars? Harley oh, has sure. a Harley I think it's called like a shock or a volt or a <clears throat> charge or something like that. Harley has one and it's a Haas. Uh, Zero is another company that makes all electric motorcycles they go like 90 miles an I, hour. So I'm going to ask another dumb question here cuz I saw something in a store about it the other day. Do we have battery powered bicycles now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. With, some with pedal assist, some without that's pedal assist. The old oh, moped. You, you pedal a little and, uh-huh. and it rides a lot. Oh, that's the ones yeah. that have charging downtown. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, got no, some of those. Yeah. And then, you know, you got your scooters, your boosted boards, uh, electric uh, electric scooters and skateboards, and then... Uh, There's 9,000 boards now. What I about mean, that one with the big wheel on it, yeah. I see? That's, that's the one wheel. one wheel. Yeah. yeah. That thing is like almost like snowboarding. You got to really lean into it. You got you got to, you got to carve instead of, of them. instead of like a skateboard where you can just lean. You got yeah, to carve. Lean, yeah. Carve yeah. into it. You got to carve. Carve. And I, it, it took me eight hours to learn how to carve, by the way. I taught myself how to snowboard. I fell down a mountain for eight hours, and then I was like, oh, if you catch an edge... If you lean on that edge, it will just drag you like a wakeboard. Yeah. If you catch your feet and it just you just stop, that's what happens on a snowboard. Mm. Okay. And I think that's what happens on a one wheel. Eight mm. hours later. Yeah. I well, st- that's, that's pretty impressive, Eddie. I, sh- I should have <clears> taken <throat> I should have taken lessons. Lessons. Yeah. yeah. yeah I still have, you got it in three hours. I still have the original big wheel. Is Aaron gonna miss <laughs> now that? Those were awesome. With the, yeah. with the power oh. break on the yeah. Yeah, man. I finally moved the seat back to that last slot and then I couldn't fit it anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, that remember that? Adjustable seat. That's <laughs> a, remember I had to start out way up there. Oh, yeah. Sure. I was a little fella. And yeah. if you start going down a hill, it's too fast. The pedals are oh, spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do anything. Nah, just get your feet off. So of Adler, will your wife miss this? Or no. uh, because she looked like she was enjoying that in those commercials. I know we she had. She was a, hanging on pretty tight. We had fun. We had fun. 
uh, riding that thing around. We would do that in our first couple years of marriage, and it kind of fell off uh, pretty soon after that. Yeah. Though, I noticed. Yeah. 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 Well, there's so many there more res- so many more yeah. responsibilities now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like I said, guys, I'm moving into the adventure van world. I've been like looking. That's at, right. I've been looking at van videos on uh, YouTube for like a decade now, so I should probably like if I could have a full time job doing that. If I had just what, like you know, and, when you go shopping, can I go with you? Because I just want to look at them. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby, I yes. love looking at that. They yes. are neat. Yeah. Oh, they're so cool. Bobby, you're not a camper. No. I, I'm not getting a camper, right? I just like looking at the technology. See, I can enjoy it through him getting one. Uh, okay. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, 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 my yeah. beast, you know. Oh, right. it, it'll be my daily driver, too, so you'll be able to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. I ain't, I ain't buying two vehicles. No. And now, now with the, the second kid coming, you need the room. There you go. Will so, it have a bathroom in it? It will. It uh, will. So we can go well, there instead of walk across oh, the building. We can go right here, right outside the window. Yeah. I, I will charge you guys, you know. but We'll it, mark you off the spot out there. Monthly fee, that's fine. That's standard. Yeah. Adler and Rick and Bubba. Do you need a motorcycle? We'll just charge the so commission for that commercial. <laughs> it will be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We had one of these stories yesterday, and then the other uh, has happened since the last time we were together. So we'll start with the one that we had yesterday. Bubba and I were even watching it, and we had it in our videos, but we just never got to it. Uh, and this is a paraglider in Spain uh, that, thank, thank goodness, escaped with his life. Uh, but buddy, we, there, there's a GoPro shot of this. I guess he has on his helmet. Rick, um, this is some of the most startling video you will ever see. It, it's, it's one of those when you're watching, you're trying to do something, you know, you, you're trying to help him out. It's just so rough. Yeah. So, uh, and, and he gets the, the backup shoot, uh, he, he gets it deployed, uh, in time to save his life, but. Now but I'm not a I'm not a parachute expert, but I understand one of the problems is if you don't cut away the main chute, right? The they, the, the backup up. one will get tangled up in it, and this guy oh, no. is fighting so for his life. Too. He's yeah. he's only he gets this out with one second to go. Oh my goodness! Oh look, there's there's from his shot when it all goes bad. Yeah, it blows back up into him. And gets tangled up somehow. Oh, boy, what a terrible! And he can't uh, get free. Terrible it, so feeling. You cut it loose. Now, whose camera is this? Is that him? Like it's it's, it's, uh, it's on his uh, head. Oh, I see. Yeah, and that's everything we're seeing down. Yeah. Okay. One second left. Boy, you talk about fighting. Look, Look at that. He still comes in hard. Well, but, yeah. But thank goodness he's all right. Listen. Listen to when he hits. Good night. He's still, yeah, like he, he's coming in hot now. Ooh. But alive. Guys, look at that mess. Yeah, I, boy, it just wasn't, it, like it wasn't his time light. to go. And look, and, and, and there's all of his friends. They're sinking, boy. Uh, See, it all started the wind blew the chute. It got down, you know, he got pulled up even mm-hmm. with the chute. And the wind got over and yeah. pushed it onto him, and he got all tangled up in it. And then, I am confused about the camera. Yeah, shot. the camera Where is that coming from? Yeah, where's that coming? From? Is that somebody that, else? Isn't that, that him tangled up in it, it right is. there, in his legs? Yeah. Guys, could you pot up Adler? So, so yeah, who, who is? Who that is, is weird. Yeah, it it's a three sixty camera. 
So where oh, where is you. it though? It's it's mounted on the top of his head. I got you. And so what it, what am I looking at here? Uh, it's well, well the 360 cameras you don't see the pole. Yeah. Oh, it, okay. it has the ability so that it just looks like it's yeah. floating okay. right here. Okay. And it cuts the and you'll see uh, snowboarders use this a lot. So when the camera's kind of just floating in front of them, you're like, how are they doing that? It's Good. the the 360 right. camera can cut the pole out of the shot. Oh, okay. Which well, is that, wild. That, that is very cool. It's wild. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It looks like there's a camera just hovering over him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you're him, no. Greg. Do you ever do no, again? Absolutely not. I, I, I believe he used up all of his luck on Tougher that. Tougher question. If you're the people on the ground, do you shoot it all the way to the ground if he doesn't make it? But looks well, like yeah, they you, you shoot it. You may not show it, but you have to shoot <clears> it <throat> mm-hmm. so, so you'll know what happened. Yeah. So, so is, the next time he us, goes, and jumps, have any of us skydived other than Speedy? I have, I have not, and really don't want to. I have for the show. Yeah, you went with the golden eyes, didn't you? Mm-hmm. No, that's right. The old uh, ever ever do army, that again? The army? Uh, oof, I didn't have kids at the time, you guys. I have to think about it different now. See there? Yeah, I it's don't motorcycle think, all over again. It is. If I'm in a plane and they tell me it's on fire and we're about to crash, I could do it. I no, can jump. It then, yeah. But I I don't think I I want to do it just for hey fun. Do you? Uh, so so I just, it's just one of those things, and I like stuff like that to a point. Yeah. But I've just never really said, hey, it's time to jump out of a plane. I just hadn't done that yet. So I bungee jumped and all that, but there was a time I would have done it. That time has passed. Yeah, but 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 let's go back to the um, how what happened because if I was going to do it again, because I know a lot of them that do this. This is what I do, and this, this is what I love, and and all that, and uh, and if I die, I die doing what I love. I get all that, but I want to know how I got so tangled up so it doesn't happen mm-hmm. again. What happens here? Uh, I, I mean, is how did it get so was tangled it, up? Was what, it the shoot? Was, was it just? Packed, a, was or? it just? It was just a bad shift of wind because you see it come out, then go down, and then it tangles itself up. Did he just pack it poorly? I'm gonna pull up his Instagram page. Yeah. Uh, he it, is a stunt guy. Like he do, he was doing flips and stunts, and it's inherently uh, okay. dangerous. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, it is. And he he said in the story, it says um, it was an unusual incident that normally uh, this paragliding is safe because you have multiple rescue parachutes and you're, you're at a high altitude. He said in this case, he had fallen into his lines and wing and the wing twisted, which made him fall faster. Uh, and he noted that both his reserve parachutes failed, but he managed to get one work one to work, but he had to do it manually. Wow. Mm. And said by the time he managed to save himself, he only had one second, as we mentioned er earlier. (laughs) Is he injured at all because he still hit pretty hard? Probably. Skin up, probably. Yeah, good question. I don't know. It it looked like he was about to (laughs) hit the ground. I mean, that parachute came out literally right before. I mean, it just helped to break the fall, but it didn't completely slow it What was the guy's name, Speedy? Uh, Kevin Phillip. Uh, Yeah, Kevin Phillip. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to find. Okay, yeah, here he is. P-H-I-L-L-I-P. I knew I he posted him, I on video uh, on his YouTube channel as well, you which, by the way, only had 440 subscribers. And by the time this had been on, uh, 95,000 views had happened Wednesday morning. Uh, okay. that's Grace so that's what it's supposed to look like here. Yeah, and he swings around and, he does and stuff, stunts. and that's why he got oh, locked I in because his wings It's not around. just a parachute. I right. see. So he does loop-de-loops. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, and. Yeah, I bet you. Well, got that, that's bad when the wind changes on you. Oh, <laughs> baby! All of a sudden, you're wearing your parachute. And that's not good. Okay, look at that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I get it. It's not just a regular parachute. So we then we have an. Wow. We, may, we may have to come is, back. Is that cringe worthy to y'all? When you see him about to hit the ground, that, I'm just oh, right. drawn up. You right. Know, oh like, yeah. Wow. Uh, mm. That's what led to my question. Do you keep shooting? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have to. Right. You may not want to show it, but you got to know what happened, right? Right. So um, then we, and I think we'll have to come back for this, but then we have this story that I heard you guys talking about on the kickoff hour, but I want to revisit it uh, on the main show, and, and that is this bizarre thing where one of the pilots on a plane that had landing gear trouble jumps out of the plane? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the other guy lands it with, yeah. with, with without any any problems. I mean, it was yeah. a it was you yeah, know, intense because you landed. What, here. I don't know why you jump but, out. And, yeah, and, and one and one of the people strange. jumped out. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's an update to a story we had, and the update is that the air traffic controller uh, and I guess in, and through the investigation, uh, they confirmed that he did jump, and that was the update. And this happened. Uh, it was a North Carolina pilot who died and after the, falling out of a plane, but they're saying now he actually jumped out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the the guy who landed the plane saying? I mean, uh, he's he he confirmed that him, he, hey, he jumped, yeah. But I thought I, I thought I read in the original story there was like a 15-passenger plane or whatever. It was but 10 was 10, yeah. okay. Yeah, but they, they were, were only, the, but they they, were the only they two, were the on, only there, two right. on there, so um, I, I don't know. The any great, the any y'all want to learn to fly? Huh? Any of y'all want to be pilots? I, I always did. I, I want to. I still want to. I wanted to one time. I never have uh, followed yeah, up I've on it, but I'd love to. to. But I'm with you guys. So if I, I guess... could find where I parked my plane, it'd be great. <laughs> right. that, that would help. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess that we're just got to wait for yet another update, because if the update is two pilots, no passengers, one we told you fell out of the plane, now we know he jumped out of the plane, we now have, like you said this morning, Greg, we now have the other pilot who ought to tell us exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rick, he, he should know. It, it, he is. It's he pretty is. hard he to just climb said he jumped. I don't know why. into those cockpits. Is it easy to open the door and jump out? I didn't Rick think so. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The Rick and Bubba Show. Uh, coming up, 50 years of the Marshall Tucker Band. Lead singer Doug Gray will be with us. Another Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. We're putting that together today. That'll be out this weekend. Archive of yesterday's Bible study now available to you if you so desire. Uh, and on the road this weekend, Crestview, Florida. I'll be there representing the show, First Baptist Church. Having Man Church, uh, stakes are at 5. That would cost you if you want to have that. need to let them know uh, the service uh, you can just come. That starts at 6. All right, so Bubba. Uh, the, Alex Jones. Now I don't know. You know, you have to be careful when talking about Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. Hey. A- Alex Jones is a uh, polarizing figure. Oh mm. my gosh, he is conspiracy times ten times log 10. ten. You know, and and his minions are really more dangerous than Greg's. If you with his minions, if you remotely question Alex Jones, then you're a sellout and you're part of the conspiracy. And right. so I want I want some of you that. That are you know insert twist on Alex Jones just to settle. Uh, he, Alex got a few products he likes to sell too. Yeah, he um, he'll run the list. Well, I, I kind of you know when he first came on the scene, I, I watched uh, uh, a show or two of his, or I think he started with specials if I remember right. Right. Yeah. And I thought you know there's some interesting facts, but then the next one, and then the next one, and then I started thinking, gosh, he's finding a conspiracy in everything under the sun. And it just seems like the, then there was a pressure to come up with conspiracies every time. And they got real bizarre. And it, it got so bizarre, I had to kind of veer out of it and went, you know, this is this is now not in-depth covering. It's You just can't have a conspiracy on everything. Yeah. Right. Well, the Sandy Hook thing is where I kind of got off yeah, the, yeah, the, the Alex Jones train. But I will, I will go, Alex Jones people just said, hold on. 
But what I would say, I can feel it. Stop it. Stop topping right now. Uh, Stop I, it. I can. What I would say is when we talk about that there's organizations and groups in the left that always overplay their hand, I, I think on the right, I would put Alex in the in the far right mm-hmm. overplaying of hand. Yeah. Uh, he, he always goes too far. Uh, but he's in trouble. Does anybody know what he's in trouble for? Uh, yeah. Yeah. His lawyer um, apparently accidentally. Uh, sent the parents' lawyer uh, two years what, worth of text What messages. is he in court for? That's what I'm asking. He's in, he's in court for uh, playing up this conspiracy theory uh, with the Sandy Hook. Um, okay. Uh, uh, now, I he's guess, saying the government, yeah, he's the saying government, the government did. actually it the, did. Is it right? the group of the parents that yes, got together exactly. to sue him? Right. And okay. so he, okay. appeared to, he appears to have lied on the witness stand by saying he turned over all text messages pertaining to the Sandy Hook Elementary Massacre, okay? Well, now the lawyer is about to talk to him. He's on the stand, and he's about to tell Alex, I've got some information that's proving you're lying right now, so I'd be very careful. And and that's setting up the back and forth here. Yeah, because and, his, his lawyer mistakenly yes. has sent mm-hmm. a huge cache of texts. Yeah, that's right. where they got him. Which is in this video. To yeah. the lawyers. Right. Of, of Two for, years' worth. Of the family. So because of, of these texts they have of his that were accidentally sent, to them, mm-hmm. they now know he's lying. They're trying to give him a heads up on that. Right. Like, hey, buddy, we, we, we right. know well, you're I think lying. they're calling him out on the witness stand. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. exactly it. And, and so, but now this will bring the question, were these texts accidentally sent, which I don't know how you would do that, or does his lawyer know he's crazy and he's turning mm-hmm. this over to the other side? That's mm-hmm. a good, good question. So you did get my text messages and it said you did. Nice trick. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones. Oh. Indeed. You didn't give this text message to me. You don't. You don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years, and when informed, did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protected in any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. And that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about Sandy Hook. Did you know that? I See, I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave them my phone. and then, Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, I, Did you I, know I, this happened? No, I didn't know this happened. But, I mean, I told you. I gave him the phone over. And just and answer you the said, question. You said in your deposition, Thanks. you searched your phone. You said... You pulled down the text, did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones, correct? And I had several several different phones with this number, but I did, yeah. Well, of course, I mean, that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones, that's not why I have it. My lawyer sent it to you, but I'm hiding it. Okay. Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones, that's just answer questions. There's no question. Mr. Bankston also only asked questions. Sure. Mr. Jones? In discovery, you were asked, do you have Sandy Hook text messages on your phone? And you said no, correct? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You said that under oath. Uh-oh. Yes, didn't you? I mean, if I was mistaken, I was mistaken, but you, you got the messages right there. You know what perjury is, right? I just want to make sure you know before we go any further. You know what it is. Yes, I do. I mean, I'm not a tech guy. I told you I gave, <laughs> in my testimony, the phone to the lawyers before whatever, and, and so you've got my phone, but we didn't give it to you. No, Mr. Jones, one more time. 
And please remember, if you need to assert the Fifth Amendment, you can. I need to know that you can do that. Objection! But you testified. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was his ordered face. to turn over all... You can just look at his face and tell, oh, oh, he's, he's in <laughs> <Yeah>. bad <laughs> Oh, oh my. So basically, he claimed he had never sent any text about Sandy Hook, and they have two years' worth yeah. that says he has Right, several. he was ordered to turn over any text messages regarding Sandy Hook. And, and they and, and, and his lawyers accidentally sent it to this guy. Correct. Uh, uh, what apparently, they were man. sending something to him, but they opened up the entire phone and sent him the entire... Oh, goodness. But did deal. you hear what the lawyer said? He... He said, I told your attorneys what yeah. we had, and he did not object, or he That's did not true. say that was privileged, you can't introduce that in court, he just let it go. He did say that. So that, that makes me think that something something odd's going on here. Well, it may be that these people, after seeing everything, go, we have a client that keeps lying under oath, and we're kind of ready for this to all be over. Yeah. I, I didn't know that his attorney could do that. Uh, it seemed like he would be in trouble. I thought he was supposed to he may be. You know, go to the wall to, to defend him, but... There may be a point where he thinks I'm just being lied to, and I'm sitting here in court watching. Being, I, and I don't know. I'm just assuming based on what we're seeing, and that's a tiny clip of the whole court case. But uh, mm. it, it does appear that that's not a positive moment for. Uh, <laughs> Didn't look good. That yeah, look on his no, face. Alex that, Jones, I don't know. know where to go yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah, he 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 looked he looked busted. That that was that did look like a busted mm, moment, yeah. didn't it? That 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 was the guy that was denying something was going on and was told, you know, we've been tapping your phones, right? And then he's like, oh no, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, they gave it to us. Right. Your lawyer gave right. us two years hey, worth of excuse me text that you've been saying didn't happen. I'm sorry, that what again? <laughs> and uh, that, so well, yeah, we gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said you did. You know, we've recorded every conversation you've had on the phone. <laughs> I'll just say, come on. Right, right. One more time. <laughs> Can we get a continuance? Uh, so, oh, it, but Bubba, I know, maybe, I don't Secondhand know. Secondhand. Now that his lawyers didn't consider it privileged or allowed them to mm. to carry on, Maybe he can come do some sort of I don't I don't have the proper representation and maybe I don't know. throw a curve that way I don't maybe know maybe that is their strategy that like they don't know what they're doing so right. they can get a retrial I yeah. don't know well I mean you I can, don't know who knows this is crazy because it's a defamation case right that the kid the parents of Sandy Hook brought up against Alex Jones right do I understand that yeah, because yeah, he was saying. saying the whole thing was a hoax yeah. The, yeah, it's a, it's a defamation civil trial. So yeah. it's a civil trial. Right. But um, I will say Alex Jones was right about the government turning the frogs gay. So there's that. You know, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <and> his defense. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba, you've, uh, you've been the Supreme Court taking Roe v. Wade and overturning it as unconstitutional, simply saying uh, the federal government uh, is not the place – uh, nor the Constitution does not guarantee the right to abortion on demand to any citizen. Uh, and since it's not uh, the uh, the business of the federal government, it then kicks out to the states, and we will let them decide for themselves. Now, you're, you've you been heard on this ruling, first of all, by the press secretary, that it, that the ruling was unconstitutional. Well, we're, we're about to hear that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Adler, if you can give us cut two, ready to go. Rick, here's the thing. Uh, the, the forefathers that drew this up, uh, I think, in great wisdom, said, we're going to address some issues here. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be things come up that we haven't addressed. um, And we're going to leave that to the state. Limit the federal government. Because, again, here's the thing, and I think this is where everybody forgets this. When the United States, and it wasn't the United States at the time, when England gave up its, uh, its legal claim to the New World, 
it granted freedom to 13 individual states or countries who later formed the United States of America. They each were their own country, so to speak, even though they were a colony, but they were given their own independence, their own right to govern themselves, and then they joined together to make a federal government, and they allowed the federal government to have some power over them, which we see in the Constitution, but they also retained the, the issues that were not outlined in this. They, they only gave up the things that they put on paper they gave up. Some people look at it the other way around. It was the states first. Right. They, it, they, and they, a, ju- they joined a conference and said, we'll allow you to, to regulate this, but everything that we don't, uh, we don't put on paper here comes back to us. And, Bob, if you look at it, if you look at the Constitution, what they really were agreeing on is let's allow a federal government these powers because these powers actually make us stronger uh, than, than we would be as individual right. countries. But anything that would make us our individuality weaker, we don't want that. Right. And 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 so it was. And a, that was the, really the basis. Military. Of the whole, yeah, we'd be right. better together. Right. Uh, defending, border. Defending the border. We'd borders, be better together. Right. Yeah. So this was really the the bottom line argument in this whole abortion thing. It was not as much about should abortion take place, should it be legal. It was where should we be deciding this, and incorrectly, as the Supreme Court recently decided, this was not a federal issue to decide, and that's all that this change that we had at the Supreme Court did. It kicked it down to the states now. If I'm passionate about the abortion issue, and we are, we can either argue that in Washington, D.C., or we can argue it in our state capital, closer to home, where I actually vote on the people who are going to be going there and have to deal with this and can get involved in the debate. And I think that's better for democracy, no matter how you feel about the issue. Right. And that's exactly what we've got here now. We're seeing this play out. But let's listen to uh, the press secretary and, uh, and her comments on this. From day one, when uh, when the Supreme Court made this extreme decision uh, to take away a, a constitutional right, uh, it was an unconstitutional unconstitutional action by them, a right that was around for almost 50 years, a right that women had to stop, make a decision the on their body. Stop the tape. Stop the tape. She claims this was unconstitutional. I hate to tell you, the people who decide if it's constitutional or not is the Supreme Court. So if they said that ruling was an error, that means it is an error as of right now. And I hate to to bring this up to her. (laughs) I hate to bring this up to her because the left loves to say, well, it sat there for 50 years. Uh, I hate to break it to you, especially you being a female who is uh, a person of color. We had some things standing here for a really long time that you wouldn't be standing there getting to do what you do, and we decided that was immoral and wrong, and that was not constitutional. So I don't, I wouldn't really use that argument because well, we had some pretty bad things uh, that were deemed constitutional for a law that were deemed okay, and then all of a sudden we looked at what we actually said in our constitution and said we're denying liberty and freedom to people because of the color of their skin. And you know what we did? We changed it. Uh, w- would you prefer that we just say, well, it's always been that way, so let's just keep going? Well, let's uh, look on the abortion. wrong is wrong. Let's look on the abortion issue. She said it's been uh, settled law for 50 years. Well, guess what? It was settled law that you could not have an abortion protected at the federal level for over 200. That's correct. So I don't know that don't we want to use that. Example. I don't know if we want to put that measuring stick out there because you're going to lose that argument too. They wanted this to be available and you had activist judges that went out of their way to get it and make it a privacy issue in the original ruling. 
These judges cleaned it up and said, no, that's not where this should happen. They didn't say you couldn't have it. They just said this has to be decided state by state, just like we do other things state by state. You know what else wasn't covered in the federal constitution, Rick? Driver's license. Yep. You know where that's decided? State by state. Right. So it is a state issue. Now you're seeing states pick this up, and you're seeing varying results, okay? Kansas had on their ballot the other night a more restrictive abortion law. It was voted down. Now, they still have abortion laws, but a more restrictive law was voted down. I don't think that's a good choice, but you know what? The people of Kansas made that choice, and that's where it should have been made. They decided, And they have spoken at the ballot yeah, box. They decided they've limited it uh, enough in their state, and they don't want to limit it any, anymore. Idaho goes the other way and says we want it to be limited more. So what you'll hear is Jean-Pierre will say Idaho's wrong right. and it's the end of time and this is why the ruling was bad, but she'll ignore what Kansas just did. I mean, when Kansas just said, no, we want it to be made uh, available just like it is now, we don't want it to be more restrictive. That's the state's deciding. So you can't say the state's deciding is bad in Idaho, but it's good in Kansas. And, and the Idaho thing is very bizarre because the Department of Justice now under Garrett, uh, uh, oh, might, yeah, under yeah. uh, Merrick Garland has decided to sue them. And people are going, why are you suing them? This doesn't even make Thank sense. You. And because we just had a Supreme Court ruling that said it's their choice to decide. And he's saying, well, they forgot about federal law precedes state law when there is a conflict. But the Supreme Court still rules over you. This is what's odd to me when they keep talking about codifying uh, Roe v. Wade and if they did it in the Congress. Any law that the Congress pass, the Supreme Court can overturn. That's called checks and balances. That's why they – so it doesn't matter what they do. If the Supreme Court says that this is a state issue – it doesn't matter what the Congress does. Or Jean Pierre says. Yeah, they're still going to turn it back to the state. Jean That's why this is a ridiculous lawsuit. And it's, I think it's just one to try to get election votes and say, see, we're standing up for you. But he's wasting your time and money because right. the Supreme Court is going to throw this out as quick as it comes back around. Yeah. So anything they do. So are we going, are we going to turn around and sue Kansas? No, because Kansas went the way we wanted it to go, so we're not going to sue them. So so as long as the states behave the way the federal government wants them to behave, they'll leave them alone. Well, and that's not the way it's set up. No, and you said The states are supposed to be free from that. And the Supreme Court on this stuff is the final word. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Somebody say it. Mm, It can't be wrong. Well... Uh, it was 1972, Bubba, when uh, Toy Caldwell, Tommy Caldwell, Doug Gray, Jerry Eubanks, uh, George McCorkle, Paul Riddle came together in Spartanburg, South Carolina to form which is now the uh, Marshall Tucker Band. And Bubba, you know, we always look at where in the world these names come from. Uh, I'll let Doug tell us himself, but it is interesting how they got the name. Doug Gray, uh, he has been singing in the Marshall Tucker Band for 50 years. Five decades. Five decades. And he joins us now. Doug, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Well, thank you very much. Can you imagine how much beer I drank in 50 years? <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, you, you look around at, at Mick Jagger and, and Keith Richards and say, take that, boys. I'm still here, too. Yeah. I, I don't have to look around. I just want all I got to do is uh, kind of like whip 
blow a whip of air and they fly away. Doug, I mean to to do big boy, they ain't big boys like us. That's right, amen. Doug, to do anything fifty years is incredible. Uh, What? How in the world have you kept going this long? Well, I have no idea. Uh, I guess first of all, I'm blessed, and second of all, my ability to talk to crazy people like y'all. <laughs> it has become, you know, I, I was just telling your guy that answered the phone. I said, look, this is Doug Gray, the Marshall Tucker band. I'm calling to see if you have 200,000 miles on your insurance on your car. <laughs> <laughs> he had, he had no idea who the hell he was talking to. That, that's, yeah, I think it has to be humor. My yeah. guys in the band now, I mean, you know, most of those guys have been there 25, 30 years, but, you know, we lost Tommy in 80 and then uh, toyed a little bit in 92 and then George, recent, uh, not recently, but a few years ago. But as we lost people, our original idea of starting the band was let's get out of the house. Got the guys that are married and then all the rest of us, we'd go buy the beer and we'd meet at this warehouse. And then meeting at this warehouse got us to where we was playing better together, getting to know each other. Man, just just trying, you know, the things that every band comes to me today. What does it take to do that? Kenny Chesney come to me one time, said the same thing. I told Kenny go buy Highlands, you know. Anyway, right. uh, I didn't really tell him that, but <laughs> Thank uh, I, but he did. You know, he was we was all he was opening shows for us down through Florida, and uh, you know, I think it's got a lot to do with the unity of people and the people. You know, people come see us now more than they used to a long time ago. No, we may not be as popular now as we was. We've, we're with a huge company called UPA. They handle us. They got us out there. I could work 150 shows because people are calling in wanting to see. Uh, I don't know if they want to come see if I'm still alive or if they just <laughs> want to come see, you know, what's going on. <laughs> But we started that band, and, and we had one belief, and this being from South Carolina and being from Spartanburg and being from the South, that's a deal to do with it, man. Obligation and hanging in there. Don't let nobody get in your way. And we was, you know, we was known for that, not letting nobody get in our way for about 20 years. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it's been an amazing ride. And then, then you go to the fans. The fans are always there. When we play in CMA, when we play the Grand Ole Opry, being invited to the Grand Ole Opry six or seven times and just got invited again, you know, and and then you get people like a whispering Bill up there goes, he goes, that what y'all been listening to is, is a band getting an encore. Bands don't get encores in the Opry, you know, and I'm going, what? And he says, no, it's usually time. Everything's related to time. Everything moves right along, you know. I'm thinking to myself, you know, what a what a life to live. Now, I, I will say that Tommy and Toy would have been the ones. I, I did shed a tear going in there the first time, Grand Ole Opry, but I also thought about Toy and Tommy. Yeah. Because their family and them would have, what that would have been the highlight of their life. Doug, I was going to ask you with fifty years of shows, and you just mentioned mentioned that. Are there are there one or two that stand out that you go, you know, that were really memorable to you because of 
like what you just said with the Grand Ole Opry or where they are or who who you were with at the time? Well, I remember playing one time in Birmingham with Hank Jr. So I ain't going to go into all the details, but that was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, next time I saw him, he he was following the line to get to the stage from the jet, and all the girls were falling over left and right. You know what I mean? (laughs) uh, that, that That was a long time ago. But then I guess Madison Square Garden was uh, about – we come from playing, and I have to tell you the story behind it. We played 40 uh, – let's see, we played for 40 people, at not at Evans Field, but uh, one of the places, Kenny's, Kenny's Castaway, I think it was, up in uh, Manhattan. And that's right downtown. We had people spitting on our windows to clean them so we'd give them dollars. <laughs> that was – in. Toy almost reset and grabbed one. Pick. You know, we didn't realize that was something they'd do. Right. And, uh, Not part of our culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, no, I, hey, I cleaned windows when I was seven years old at a Texaco station, okay? I know what it works about. And, uh, you know, you met a whole lot of, a lot of people. <laughs> but, uh, you, you learn a lot down through a windshield. But, uh, I, my, my thing is, is we left that played for 40 people two months later we were opening for the Allman Brothers sold out show in Madison Square Garden wow mm. so being, being led by some of the greatest people in the world and, and, and getting accolades from Ray Charles and and B.B. King B.B. King I always said talking about Toy he said that's Troy is some guitar player and I'd go man yeah and we got to be friends and you know and, and uh, Bo Diddley and people like that because see we're out a lot with a lot of black artists I played I actually played with Sly and the Family Stone years ago oh wow <laughs> yeah so you can imagine that's where my craziness part. You ask where it come from, there it is. <laughs> so is the is the legend of the name right, Doug? That, that, that it, this came from um, a blind piano uh, tuner, and you guys were practicing in a warehouse without a name. Is that an accurate story? Where the name came from? Uh, I'd say about a hundred percent. I leave, they leave, You know, I have thirteen different versions that I make up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it ain't on live, you know, because this guy named Marshall, he used to run by the door where we were rehearsing. And we said, the buyer said, well, I need a name for to put up on the marquee. And we said, hey, wait a minute. And then Marshall wrote, run by. And, and then uh, we said, well, he just named it Marshall Tucker for the night. That's that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. First of all, that's number 36. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Number 36, My, but the true story is is we have a wonderful uh, technical college up there in Spartanburg, and it's called Glen Springs, for uh, people that have disadvantages, okay? And uh, they get treated well, and, and I mean, it's huge. It's, it's people come from all over the world to bring their kids there, or their, uh, you know, other, other kids. They bring all of them, and... So they moved into that place, and Mr. Tucker went there. Uh, there's a picture on our website of Mr. Tucker, by the way. He's 96 years old now. Wow. But uh, he he learned the trade because he was pitch perfect, and he learned the trade of tuning pianos. Well, back in the old days before y'all were born, pianos weighed almost as much as a condo. Okay? <laughs> right. So so what what they did is they would deliver them down to him and uh, – 
uh, one of the uh, piano places in town would bring it down there, they'd unload it and leave it with him and let him get them tuned up right and then take them back and then, you know, make them delicate. But he was blind, and him being blind, his wife was blind. They both met down at the school. And then he, after that period of time, he left and had a little key on from the guy he rented from. On that little key had nothing but Marshall. That was always on there. It all had enough room for it. Okay? That's, that's how small it was. And then we didn't think nothing about it, but this guy, and we'd been sitting there drinking for about four hours, and uh, that, that was what our night of rehearsal was, okay? And then I think everybody had the guitars in their hand and stuff, but, you know, we we, we kind of had a good time. Sure. And, uh, you know, cars would get stolen out from the front because people would forget and leave the keys in them and things like that. But, sure. You know, I could go into this 40-hour thing with, you You know, 40-hour of Doug Gray and Marshall Tucker Band and some of the humorous and dumb stuff we've done, okay? But, uh, I, you know, this is the way it happened. Promoter came down there and said, well, let's let's do that. We looked around. We said, hell, let's just call it Marshall Tucker for the, the weekend. <laughs> and that's what they put up there. I still have one of the, the first handbills. And... <laughs> It's totally unbelievable. I'm a collector, by the way. You know, I see a poster somewhere, and I have to steal it and sure. put it in the warehouse. And uh, so, I mean, it, it it was a group effort in everything that we did. And believe it or not, the first eight years of Marshall Tucker Band, until Tommy passed, there was never an argument. There was never a thought of being angry at anybody. We never worried about what we were doing, you know, driving down a Dodge van and Joe was going getting ready to go open for Joe Walsh and people like that across the country. Nothing bad ever happened, except for maybe getting stopped a few times, you know, for hanging beers outside so they'd get cold out the window. Sure, sure. And you know, and they they frowned on that a long yeah, time yeah. ago. So yeah, it, was, it was dangerous. It was dangerous, you yeah. know, to roll. Like what what happens when you roll the window down and rest the all the beer goes flying out the back. And, uh, but I mean, we, we was that good. So the, one of the majors came in and, and flew in and they said, let's get you and Marshall Tucker together. So we got, we made sure where we were and Marshall kept saying, you know, we all answered questions. He got tired of answering. He's not, he doesn't talk about Marshall Tucker Band anymore, except for he loves us. Okay? <laughs> so he's done but, with uh, <laughs> You know, hey, he could. Now, wait a minute, man. I'm getting to the point for it, because he, yeah. he went for over 40, 40 years teaching uh, the choir at church. Okay? So whenever he retired, we sent him a whole bunch of platinum records and gold records and stuff like that. Okay? Oh, and he gave cool. a picture of him sitting there. But uh, at any rate, the... I, you know what I I get I get so excited sometimes talking about him. And the thing he did is he he told me while we was doing that interview, all these cameras was rolling. He said, "Let me know when all the cameras are off and all the microphones off." He he whispered. He told me to come over. Said, "I just want to thank y'all for not screwing my name up." <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is, Doug. Great, uh, fifty years of the Marshall Tucker Band. You can go. We got the tour uh, in our show notes at rickandbubba.com. Birmingham, Alabama, Sunday night, uh, Avondale uh, Brewing Company. Let me tell you, if you've never been there, Greg, we're talking. This is a great room. Yeah. 
It is a great room if you've never seen a Marshall Tucker band. All the details at rickandbubba.com. See the 50-year tour and show notes. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out and. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.